Welcome to the Soul Journeys podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore, and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned light worker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a light worker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to the Great Awakening Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Longmore, and today we have a very special woman, very crystal clear channel, Deidre Siriani. She's an international best-selling author of the book, Turn Your Light On, and founder of Radically Aligned Academy, where visionaries come to master their inner world, own their magic, and make a bigger impact in the world. Welcome. We've been chatting before the show, so... We're going to try and bring forward some of the stuff that we were chatting about before. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited too. So I know that you work with a lot of different modalities. You work with the Akashic Records and what else do you have in your toolkit? Um, I know you've got a lot. Yeah, I have um, accelerated evolution tools for, you could say it's spiritual technology to collapse timelines. Mm. within our self so that's a physical level mental emotional and spiritual and then I have some rememberings of past lives of tools that I used to use and I'll just bring them through and um and then listening to the language of the soul I studied with um, my first shaman about 12 years ago and it was all about what is the body telling us through this symptom so a lot of different things I just can see and feel what's going on within people. And from there, most of it's intuitive. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think most people want that at this point, right? It's not that we don't recognize the usefulness and modalities, but we're just like, I want to feel this way. Can you just help me feel this way? Right. Can you be a contribution to my journey? So I love that you're, you're expansive around that. So we were chatting before we started recording about the fact that it feels like this is a year that we're we're bracing for some imminent shifts again and uh we know 2020 was like shock and awe psychological warfare they just kept hammering us with one thing after another and then 2021 was the whole divide and conquer with what people should do or not do with their bodies what they should put into it what they shouldn't put into it what it means about you if you choose not to put it into your body all that kind of stuff we all know because we were we were there for that. And then 2022, nothing really happened, but I feel like most people started 2022 waiting, right? Just being like, okay, what are they going to throw at us this year? And nothing really major happened. I'm not saying people didn't have interesting experiences or there, or there won't, weren't location dependent sort of events that were happening, but globally there didn't seem to be any, well, I guess there was the war in the Ukraine, right? Was that 2022? Yeah, for 2021. I'm losing track of time. So sorry, my bad. I'll take that back. We did have that initiated and we know the ripple effect of that. And, uh, and so this year we've started off and I feel like people are still, we still haven't released ourselves from that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn or fawn or freeze, I should say response, because we're, we're so 
we're so aware that if we get back to back to living the way we used to in 2019, that we're going to get smucked on the on the head again with some big event, right? So it's almost like people hold their breath and they get on with life, but there's this bracing. There's always this sort of low grade bracing of what's coming next. But anyways, you were mentioning that you have a sense that there's there's some stuff. So I'd love to hear your perspective and your intuitive spidey sense stuff around what you what you see coming this year. What what we can do to brace or not, I shouldn't even say brace for it, but how do we, how do we navigate it? How do we outcreate it? How do we thrive? What do we want to be mindful of that kind of thing? Mm, beautiful. It's so interesting because before everything happened years ago, I was in Bali and there were angels singing in a waterfall. So I went to the side of the waterfall and I placed my hand on it and I had a transmission of everything that's coming in the next three to five years. And so at this point in the journey of the vision and what I'm really sensing right now are two things. One of it, definitely, as you're talking about the trauma response, right? Everyone's in this space of like, can I really, is this just, am I just going to crash and burn? Is everything going to happen the way it happened before? Am I really able to do what I feel called to do? There's definitely that. What I'm sensing though, is stepping out of the emotional body. We've been very much in the emotional um, processing for years. And um, I, it's so important to feel our feelings. And I also feel that a lot of people are getting um, caught up too much in their emotions. And as a result are projecting their emotions onto each other and not taking responsibility for themselves. And so what I see as far as taking good care of ourselves moving forward, wherever we're at in the journey is to really take responsibility for ourselves and start showing up for ourselves in a deeper way. For example, with myself, I've always eaten pretty healthy. Like I'm a pretty healthy person. I eat really well, but I've been called to go on a cleanse and I've been called to start water fasting again. And really what I'm feeling is like this deeper level of taking care of our physical body so that we can actually be clear on what's really happening and also be clear on our emotional self processing it so that we can show up for ourselves and for our purpose. So uh, to answer that question, it's processing the emotions, but not getting stuck in them and then taking responsibility for what we're choosing. Because although there's a lot going on in the world, we still have the power of choice and to take time every single day. And I'm taking the next, you know, four to eight weeks just to reset and, and ask myself the deeper questions. Where am I meant to be right now on a physical level, you know, in the world with my work, where am I meant to be? Where am I meant to speak? And it's just taking time to ask ourselves those questions without necessarily going outside of ourselves for the answers. So instead of going to a channeler and those are really helpful, or instead of asking someone for advice, if you didn't have any of that and you could stay within yourself, what would the answer be? And how can you have your own back more this year so that you can step into higher levels of leadership? That's like on a very personal level, as far as like global level I what I'm seeing is and I saw this years ago and I think it's coming in the next year is I've seen bombs mm -hmm. I've seen more war I've seen people breaking into people's homes mm -hmm. um I've seen um 
I've seen a lot of chaos in ways that were not expected. And I don't think this is necessarily just outside of North America. I think it is in North America. I think that's coming here. And interestingly enough, I think it was yesterday, um, a friend of mine posted something around a bomb in in um in Kelowna and I don't know if it um if it fully was expressed or not but I think there this is the beginning of more things to come in that way and listening to our intuition and and really taking good care of ourselves is is the number one thing and and being close to family being close to people that make you feel good and if something doesn't feel good like get it out of your life it's a distraction mm-hmm. it's a distraction do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are some of the pieces that I'm feeling, feeling now what's, what's coming it's up. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that you shared that. Cause I don't really like to say that stuff out loud. I mean, we can have this conversation here between you and I, and of course, all of us, because we're all awake. Right. I, I like to walk this line of being honest with people and sharing what I wish I wasn't seeing, but I am seeing. And then also, you know, our attention is our highest currency and and they're, they don't care if you're asleep and they've got your attention through fear and the big bad boogie man virus is going to come and get you or you're super awake and they want to scare you that way through all the things that, you know, are coming. So I'm being mindful. I'm being extra. I'm being an impeccable steward with my attention and where it goes. And, and I've chosen to take my attention off the world stage in part because, and I know you get this and all of you get this as well. Once you understand how the matrix works, you don't need to pay attention because you already know that, you know, sort of, I call them the immutable laws of the matrix, right? And rule number one is if it's, if whoever controls the knowledge controls the people. So anything we're seeing, regardless of how true we've been told it is, or we want to believe it is or whatever, it doesn't mean that it is, right? Like you take the Bible, a case in point, right? Like why are Satanists allowing the Bible to still be on the world stage? Mm. Why are they allowing churches to still be on the world stage? Why are they literally infusing Jesus and the Bible in every single system that they have? Mm. If they are the antichrist, right? How does that work? That doesn't even make sense. That's literally one of the most illogical things. If we're willing to look at that and we're willing to detach from the religious programming and the childhood memories that might be positive or negative, right? Around going to church or any sort of religious institution, but Jesus is the reason for the season, right? I mean, this is, they, they make movies in Hollywood about Jesus and yet Jesus is their enemy according to their religion and so on, right? How does that make sense? Is it possible that in fact, the Bible and Jesus are the biggest psyops ever, right? Point is going back to mutable law, number one, whoever controls the knowledge controls the people. Uh, we, when we understand that, we just question everything we see. We have no choice, like you were saying, to go inside and be like, but does this feel like my truth? Not the truth that I want to hear, but does this actually, I know how truth feels in my body. Does this feel like truth in my body? So to your point as well, are we spending more time in the body? I do believe our body is the final frontier. Mm -hmm. I do believe that the more we can be in it and be present to everything, all all of it, right? Mm -hmm. The more we're going to have a, a better chance of getting through. But yes, I have seen uh them bringing things over here we know that chinese troops have been training in western canada in your neck of the woods 
for the last several years. We know there's all kinds of hidden military bases and stuff. Not that that even necessarily matters because wars are still puppeted by the same ultimate puppet master. But, right, we've got, um, we can see the very steady dismantling of our healthcare system. It's astounding to me what's happening in our healthcare system. I'm okay because I've emancipated myself from it, but uh, there's still a need for it, right? And there's still people that need life-saving um, surgeries and casts for their broken legs and support after a horrific car accident and, you know, all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so I feel like it's an all-out attack on everything. It's an attack on the systems we've become used to. We're in a frequency war. We're in a spiritual war. We're in a mental war. We're in an emotional war. We know we've been at war. Have they been at war with our bodies for years because what they've dropped in the sky? But yes, it does feel like a physical manifestation of war from a planes dropping bombs and that kind of thing. And 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 um, even I feel like it's going to be kind of both. I feel like there'll be some sort of insurrection where the the people internally will have a civil war with each other that'll be incited especially mm -hmm. since we have another presidential campaign coming up in what a year, right? I'm guessing this is the year that they're going to start really pumping up elections again, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So 2021, January, 2021 would, would have been when um, the senior citizen was voted. And I can't remember the term someone used the other day, but it was so funny. I was like, oh my, oh yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> When Weekend and Bernie's got voted in top. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, so yeah, this will be the year, I guess, that they really start the political conversation, start planting those seeds, creating the divide and conquer. And then all next year, we know it's going to be a shit show because mm -hmm. we know what happens every 12 months before a US election, right? And on top of that, though, I do think that, uh, I do think what they're doing on the world stage is such that they're they're really setting it up nicely to have one world government right look guys we've got all this election fraud we, you've had leaders that embarrass you on the world stage you know the un has already had to take over control of the pandemic and you know and these are leaders from all over the world i feel like you know why not just have one world currency why not just have you know and, and make it our idea because they're very good at that right so i could see them uh dismantling the political system in the well in all countries but definitely in the U.S. because that's where eyes are we already know that it's uh, I know CBC had a documentary on the fall of the U.S. a few months ago and I thought that was interesting I just pay attention to the propaganda machines right like what are you mm -hmm. pumping out but I do sadly see that we're going to I know already that uh, down in San Francisco and I've heard this from people on the ground there that uh, there's there's a lot of a lot more homelessness. Like I think there's something like a triple, a, a, the homelessness has tripled, I should say, in San Francisco. And a lot of people are are kind of going and, and squatting, I'll say, in the more high-end areas of San Francisco. And people are starting to feel more unsafe because they're not just squatting. They're violently just breaking in and being like, hey, we live here now. This is our place, right? Mm -hmm. And when you have a decrease in police available and various things like that, right, it's starting to get scary for people. And we know that the U.S. in general has a culture of war and they have a culture of, culture of being combative and stuff, right? Not that the people of the U.S. are like that. It's the conditioning and sort of the, I'll say the miasm that's been imprinted on the country, right? That, that brings that out in people. 
But yeah, I do think we're going to see some more uh, food related issues. I mean, even just going in the grocery store now, it's it's astounding to me to see and also see how they're selective. One week I'll go to get, I don't eat them, but my son and my husband eat peppers, red mm. peppers, or yellow peppers, whatever. And sometimes there's three for a pack at $3.99 and other times it's three for 99 or $9.99. And then um, what was it the other day I was looking at? I think it was strawberries. We're going for $9.99 and they're normally like $3.99 or $4.99. I was just like, okay. And we know, I mean, yes, logically, okay, gas is more expensive. They're having to pay people more. There's things involved in transporting that food to us in the first place. But uh, with the food, I do see us needing to get more local. That's just something that, uh, you know, I, I hope all of you have invested in some food security uh, because we've been talking about that on the, show, on the show for a few years, right? The importance of food security, it really does give you peace of mind to have proper water filtration. I do think they're going to go after the water as well. People that live by bodies of water, I think they're going to create situations where you have no choice but to get water from them, which they magically bottle and own all the water, right, in the world. And um, so I see us needing to do that. And I do, I mentioned to you off, offline that uh, they've been talking more about what will you do if the banks fail on commercials and does your bank have protection and do you have insurance for your money? Uh, we're seeing a heightened, uh, we're seeing heightened propaganda around cyber attacks, which we know are all just what we would call, I guess, false flags, right? And um, so I, I do think it's, this was the year I was guided to get in as much bucket list, list stuff as I possibly could. Mm. so I'm honoring that yeah I'll leave it at that because I don't want to be too fear-mongering because I do think we can outcreate this yeah I it's so interesting what you're saying about food because just before we jumped into this conversation I was um having some nuts and I was feeling into how is our food going to be safe to eat um, and, and I don't, I don't know if we're going to be poisoned, um, in the grocery store or, or what that looks like. Um, but what I'm getting to, especially as you were speaking there is do the things that you've been waiting to do, whether that's mm -hmm. land, um, is now the right time. Yeah. Now's the right time. Um, having your own garden. Yes. Um, doing the things that you've always wanted to do now is the time to do it. Even my mom said something to me the other day and, I was just, I had this moment after she said it and I was like, wow, my mom is in this energy. And, um, for a long time, I felt like she was very disconnected. And sometimes when we're very connected, we disconnect because we're too connected. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it was along these lines of, I really want to do this with you now. And so, um, yeah, that's a, that's a message and, and really connecting for myself. I've always been a bit of a lone wolf and mm. I don't know if you can relate to this. Um, a lot mm. of people that tend to gravitate towards me and my work are lone wolves. And for me, I, I don't want to be a lone wolf anymore. And so for me, I'm making more of a conscious effort to connect with people on a more consistent basis. I love to be in words. I love spending time with myself and my cats and, you know, I love my life and I'm really seeing the value of coming together even more with community and finding my people all over the world and coming together and having conversations like this, because we're all experiencing very similar things 
for a very specific reason. We're all tuned mm-hmm. in. And how can we support each other more? You know, like, what can I do to support you? Whether that's hopping on a call with you sometime aside from the podcast and saying, hey, what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Chatting with friends or, you know, how can we support um, other leaders who are in this space of awakening humanity? And also how can we come together and potentially create some solutions or just have a lot more fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> all it, right? Because, um, you know, and also within my life and, and the reason I'm taking these four to eight weeks off, there is no off in my life. I'm always, mm-hmm. I'm always being and doing and creating. Um, but the reason why I'm taking this pause right now is because I started to become aware of small things that were out of alignment in my field that were not out of alignment until very recently. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that doesn't feel good anymore. Oh, I, that doesn't feel good anymore either. And also with the work that I do, you know, I know I'm a channel. Um, I know that I'm here to um, speak truth into the space and I am very spiritual and that is my, what I'm here to do. And in subtle ways, um, I was still slightly hiding behind other pieces in my business, although my clients and my community and the people that know me know what I do. And I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. And there were some friendships and things in my field where I'm like, those don't feel aligned anymore. I don't know why, but they don't. And I'm just noticing small things and adjusting. And another thing with this pause is I'm reassessing where I want to be and how I want to direct my energy. And I think that Um, it's something that we all can do on a regular basis, because when we're always doing and creating and being, sometimes we don't know where energy leaks are going or where our attention is until we come fully back to ourselves. So I'm having these moments of like, oh, right. Of course, that's not a good fit, but I had no idea because I was constantly just going, creating, doing leading right now. It's like, no, I'm just going to be in this receiving mode. So that's on a personal level. What, what yeah. I, I love that you shared that because that was a big thing that came through when I did my predictions for 2023, that this is the year of alignment. So for those of us that are already in alignment, like it, there's no, there's literally no way around it. Every single human on this planet is going to be called into alignment. Uh, and some will just not be willing to, and, and I'm not going to, you know, go down that rabbit hole, but let's just say we know what happens when we, when we resist the alignment that's already working or trying to move us in the direction for those of us that are aligned, it's like what you talked about, right? All of these just little micro awarenesses. It's, it's more about the tweaking. We are in the year of spiritual, well, we're in a three-year cycle of spiritual maturation and mastery. And so alignment naturally goes along with that. But yeah, I do think, uh, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I do think that and myself included, we we engaged in a certain level of trauma bonding unknowingly over the last few years with each other, right? So some of us packed up because we both or like we all had the same view of whatever. But then, you know, with space and time, you realize that's the only thing that we have in common is we're both awake instead of, hey, do we have other synergies here, right? Uh, the other thing that I'm noticing is that uh, for those of us that are very empathic and those of us that are lighthouses, anyone that we had colleague relationships with even where we didn't realize it, but it was actually rooted in a narcissistic exchange. So for those of us that are really empathic, if we were calling in colleagues and joint venture partners and things like that, that um, actually really had a taking energy. 
and really uh, magically don't have mm-hmm. a level of responsibility or they deflect and do that typical gaslighting thing, right? That narcissists do. Mm-hmm. those kind of relationships, if that was actually the undercurrent of the energy without us realizing it are coming to the surface really quickly. And so, um, so I love that you're being proactive. Most people aren't right. Most people will feel like something's a little bit off. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to keep going into autopilot. Whereas you're mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to give myself the space to optimize an already aligned life and just take care of these little micro leaks that are coming up. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also feel like with that, it's where are we saying yes to things because it's a nice thing to do, or it's like, oh, that person really enjoys being around me, but you know, it does feel like a take energy. Just being aware of those energy leaks is so key. I, I got out of a relationship about a year ago and, um, I was probably in the highest vibration I'd ever been in, um, at the time of the relationship beginning, it didn't last very long, only a few months. Um, but it took me over six months to recover energetically from it. And, um, it was because there was so much energy being taken and so much gaslighting. And although I'm at a point in my evolution and training, and I understand, you know, human behavior and all of that, I was too connected to the spiritual side of it. And I think this is something that sometimes we can do. We can bypass actually closing a door, walking away, um, stepping more into who we are, whatever that looks like in relationships, because we're really connected to the spiritual side of a person. We're like, oh, but on a spiritual level, this is like a lesson that I'm in, or we have a contract, right? And um, so for me at the time, I I was in the relationship and all these magical things were happening, all these synchronicities. And I was like, oh, but this is a part of my evolution. This is a part of it. And one of the things I'm really proud of on a personal level is that I leave things a lot quicker than I used to. I used to stay in Mm. things much past their expiration date because I'm like, oh, they'll change. I'll be better. And that can be a thing too. If we're like in the space spiritual development, I can be better. I can master, I can have more like mastery, uh, you know, tools here. And sometimes it's like you could, And you can, if you want that assignment, but you can also say, this doesn't feel good. And I feel Mm -hmm. like as far as like our energetics and relationship and sexuality and all that stuff goes, it's so important to be aware of what you let in on an energetic level, because it will, it can take from you on a very deep level. And it took me six months to recover. And that's a lot. And I, and I do all the energetic work and I'm high energetics and all of that, Mm -hmm. but six months of doing Mm -hmm. what took to get back to myself Mm -hmm. I believe that I think those of us that are empathic like us and clear channels and stuff we have a bad habit of seeing people through rose-colored glasses instead of what they're showing us I've done it many times so like I'm saying this for I believe all of us have this happen I do believe narcissists are attracted to people like us because we are cup overflow with people and they're bottomless pits. So they're never full and you can never do enough for them to fill them. And then, yeah, once there's a sexual exchange, right, there's often hooks and other cords and things like that, that are left in our field, left in our womb, left in whatever, right. That um, we don't even know are there because they're invisible mm-hmm. on top of the fact that they're usually sending us perpetual thought clouds and trying to um, te- telepathically pull us back in. And because they know they're very, you know, they're experts in mind control. So they know how to like 
I, I just have to say this. I have to say this because this, I'm so grateful that you mentioned this. If you are having a thought of someone or something and you don't know where it's coming from and it's saying something like reach out to this person or whatever, and where did it come from? A lot of the time that's being implanted into you. And that's happened to me many times with that specific relationship dynamic. And I was like, nope, 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 push it away. But this is exactly what happens. Have you experienced it? And how can you um, share on, on that? Because I, this feels really important for us to just to pause on for a second. Yeah. I, I think it's like anything we've been talking about, right? Like whether it's the world stage or anything, like there's, there's, <sighs> gifts that serve us and they can also be used in more, I'll say, I don't want to say malevolent ways, but in manipulative ways, right? Mm -hmm. We all know how to get what we want. We've all gotten things that we wanted in a way that I wouldn't say is manipulative, but we, we know how to say the right things or like back when I was in forensics and I was on the stand, I had a judge wrapped around my finger and he would, if the defense lawyers got really nasty with me, he would interrupt them and say, I don't like the way you're speaking to Jennifer. Jennifer, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? And I did the whole blonde, like, oh, absolutely, your honor. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I'd play the, I'd use the energy and I would use, I would read the situation and determine how my energy needed to respond to the situation to elicit what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, as an example, I wanted my testimony to immensely, and, and I was accurate, right? I was advocating for children and whatever, right? So I was doing it for a good cause, but I knew how to move my energy and kind of influence the situation to get the outcome that I wanted. And I always yeah. would mm. in those situations, right? Same with dating, right? We know how to flirt in a certain way. We know kind of what to say if we're interested in someone and they're pushing and pulling with us. If we want to pull them in, we know how to pull energy. We also know how to push energy, right? All of us do that. Uh, but back to your, your thing, uh, telepathy is a skill, like I, I'm sure you've noticed it, right? Like over the last few years, especially, I mean, even before 2020, but definitely over the last few years, telepathy has been really heightened because of our ascension journey, right? And and mm. we're, we're having all of these more ancient gifts and talents really activated. And um, yeah, I remember years ago, I would have clients be like, hey, you came in my dream last night and you said all these things. And I'm thinking, no, I can assure you that I did not travel to you. And like, if you're thinking about me that much, that's that's on you. If you're going to bed thinking about me, right? That's the situation. I've also had many business clients tell me, hey, you know, I hear you in my head when I'm about to do something. And I hear, I literally hear your voice saying, do this instead, or, you know, whatever, right? So that's a different thing. But um, I do think that narcissistic personalities know how to very intentionally send, uh, send an endless stream of thought clouds and be very forceful about it to get what they want, which is control. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then it's on us to, which you were talking about is, and it's not necessarily easy, right? Sometimes we do have to go to someone else to help us with that, but, mm -hmm. um, we have to scan our body to look for any, anywhere that are, well, really our field of sovereignty, right? Anywhere that there's any droppings from other people in our field of sovereignty, we should always be cleaning it anyways, every day or sweeping it, I should say, mm -hmm. but it is, it's a, it's a very useful tool. I communicate telepathically all the time. And my poor husband will 
I'll, I'll finally say something out loud, not realizing that I haven't had an out loud conversation with him the whole time. He's like, you just had a conversation with me in your head, didn't you? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, here's what you said. And he goes, yeah, I guess I would say that. <laughs> so this is a common thing that's been with me my whole life. And I'm sure it's the same for you. It's it's a complex thing. In fact, I'd love to hear from all of you, right? Write into us and let us know what what do you do when that happens? How have you had telepathy used uh, towards you in a way that didn't feel so great, and maybe it lingered in your field? And how how did you navigate that? Mm, I I remember I had someone write on a piece of paper, and like special paper under their bed pillow. Um, that I was going to call them and that we were going to end up together. And it was like this huge thing. And this man told me when we were talking again, and it was really interesting because I remember not talking to this person and then suddenly connecting with him and crying. And I just had this huge emotional response. And I was like, why am I so emotional? Like, I don't understand why maybe I really care about this person. And we continued um, communicating for a while. Later on, he told me that he was using magic to bring me into his life. And I remember actually thinking in our interactions, I don't know why I keep talking to this man. I don't know what's going on. I feel like something's being done to me. And I remember being drawn to him, but I didn't understand what was going on. And then mm -hmm. later I was like, oh, this wasn't real. And so it was, um, it was a really interesting experience. And I, I wouldn't have believed in this years and years ago. I'd be like, no, that's totally out there. I can control myself, but I, I have been in situations before where I'm like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm drawn to this. And I think that if we're asking ourselves, I don't understand why I feel this way or what's coming up here. It doesn't make sense. That's a clue that there might be something that's mm -hmm. off. And that's an opportunity to pause and come back to self and potentially remove yourself from that environment. Yeah. And how creepy that someone that you don't even know is doing that. Like there's so much to unpack around that. Like, first of all, I'm going to need you to be in your power and just yeah. ask me out on a date. Instead yeah. of doing all of this pre-work to manipulate me and manipulate my energy field and have me thinking that I'm smitten for you and I'm fallen for you. Like on what planet do we want to be with someone like that? Right. Get, so get some, get into your power, use your words like an adult mm -hmm. and ask me what you want to ask me. But because you're afraid of rejection, because mm -hmm. you're trying to control the outcome, because you're a narcissist and you want what you want when you want it, and you're going to control the situation. Mm -hmm. you're going to do all this pre-work to make it make me think that it's my idea so right. that I somehow now I'm deferring to you and I'm smitten with you because I'm wondering why oh I'm so taken by you and it doesn't make sense because I don't even know you right like so I can't even I need this person's <laughs> name I'm going to be called <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer is like listen up Listen, giving them a psychological evaluation <laughs> that I'm going to post their name all over Facebook. I'm kidding. Just um, kidding. So funny. This what's coming up for me right now is um, that I really want to share and it, it's around relationship. And I feel like this is where a lot of women get stuck and keep going back to relationships that aren't serving them. I've definitely been in that um, dynamic before is 
not getting attached to your emotions towards someone and not getting attached to the spiritual side. Cause you can have a really strong spiritual connection with someone for a lot of different reasons. You can have a very, very emotional connection with them because your body, your nervous system has been programmed to use them or to, when you're with them to relax and feel at ease. But at the end of the day, if that person isn't showing up in the physical plane, the way that you need them to, to be in a partnership, then it's time to walk away and step away from that. I've got caught up in that in the past. I'm like, oh, but we have a spiritual connection and, you know, potential, potential, potential. And I think that um, one of the messages I really feel called to share is getting real with ourselves in the physical human form, not just the spiritual plane, because um, we can, we can bypass a lot when we get attached to the spiritual plane. Mm -hmm. We love to romanticize things, right? Like what you're saying. Oh, this must be the universe. Like I just literally wrote in my journal and then this guy, you know, or this, you know, woman or whoever, whoever you're dating. Right. And, um, and like you said, the bypassing too. Oh, well, I, I, but we, we always want to look for the justification of why someone was a shithead in our field. Right. Mm-hmm. We we're not narc whisperers and yet we're really good at being it. And then we call them in and we're like, Oh, well, this, this was me. This was my lesson. And yes, of course there are things to learn about that, but we can go a little bit too deep down the, I called this in and why did I call this in? And really mm-hmm. just getting into that you know, hyper analysis and then using spiritual jargon to justify and make ourselves wrong and, uh, you know, try to try to soften it. And I mean, if we look even just at how the system is created, they, I was thinking, I was doing my challenge last week, like I had this, you know, three day challenge and I was talking about hard work. And then it occurred to me like, yeah, everything. So we are their slaves, right? That's, they view us as little two-dimensional peons. We're useful to them until we're not useful to them. And then they'll, they'll dispose of us. We're here for to be sacrificed. And I'm talking about through their language, right? Um, and who benefits from us working hard? They do because we're slaves. They want us to be hyperproductive. They want our circadian rhythms to be off. They want us to be in a hyper state of overworking, hypervigilance, overspending, filling all kinds of things and whatever. Because, well, I mean, who really knows why we don't, we can't fully understand their logic because they don't have uh, empathy and compassion and stuff, right? And consciousness. So we can't, you know, it's a lot of what they do isn't going to make sense. But back to the narc stuff, I mean, we are being controlled by the ultimate narcissist, right? And so all of the spiritual teachings we've gotten have been through their filter, uh, our concept of the universe and angels and all kinds of things right we've all been exposed to false light we've all transmitted it not you know most of us unintentionally myself included and um and so why would we be making ourselves wrong for that it's this world is already set up through their lens who they you know they control the world stage uh to have us being little worker bee peons that uh are easily controlled and -hmm. are driven by hard work right but of course, our spirit doesn't, you know, the, the cool thing is, is that we, when we go on this ascension journey, our spirit starts getting louder and louder. And we're like, okay, yes, this is the world we're in. And I can outcreate this and I can still do these things, mm-hmm. but to make ourselves wrong for attracting, I shouldn't even say attracting. I don't, I don't even think that's the right word because that still implies 
some blaming, shaming, I think, right? When we're like, look what I did. What was wrong with my energy that I called this in? Well, we're in different phases of consciousness. We go through different experiences. We have the encounters we do for a multitude of reasons, right? There's never one singular reason. Sometimes we do have some past life stuff we need to clean up with people and that's why we're magnetized to them. Sometimes we're calling in our parents unintentionally. Sometimes we are, you know, um, going through a phase where we're needing to honor our intuition more, right? There's all kinds of reasons why these things come in, but it's, I don't know, you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, 100%. (laughs) I'm sharing this for everyone listening because I know that I I can hear people's questions, right? As you're listening to this going, but how do I, whatever. And it's really about being ultra dedicated to being a pristine channel creating pristine conditions in our body and actually all of our energy bodies to be as aware. It's the awareness that we're cultivating, right? Mm -hmm. And then choosing from awareness. Oh, this person's a narcissist. They are in my life. You know, it's because a lot of times they're siblings or their parents or whatever. Like sometimes we can have awareness around someone's intentions or someone's way of being in the world. And because of how life is designed, maybe we're still needing to interact with them, but we can now interact through awareness instead of trying to view them as something other than what they're showing us. Mm, Yes. And also just to add to that, what I'm really feeling, and this has been probably my biggest work in the last 12 months is accepting myself, like fully Mm. accepting myself. And um, that can have a lot of different meanings or perspectives. And what I mean by that is accepting the things that feel good and accepting the things that don't feel good. And when I was talking about the few things that I was like, oh, that's not fully in alignment anymore. That's not quite right. um, Is it's really giving ourselves permission to feel ourselves and instead of shaming ourselves for like, how come I attracted this? I'm wrong. I'm bad. Whatever the story is. It's like, no, that just doesn't feel good to me. And if it doesn't feel good to me, it's a no for me. And for a lot of the time in my life, especially like waking up to my spiritual gifts when I was 20 and not having, you know, community and people around me that understood what was going on with me. And I didn't understand what was going on with me. I got really good at making myself wrong and not accepting parts of myself and then trying to be different in order to be normal. (laughs) And Mm. so one of my biggest, um, you know, more embodiment pieces this last year is fully accepting like the things that just don't feel good, whether it's food, people, experiences, environments, places that I live, all of it, just like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And I'm not going to let anyone else convince me of something else. I'm just going to honor that and accept like, oh, I'm sensitive to that. And that doesn't feel good. Okay. So I'm going to make a micro adjustment here and shift differently. And that's been a huge game changer for myself. And for anyone who's listening, who may be going through, um, a narcissist relationship or whatever that is, again, it's just coming back to yourself. What is true to you and what is not true to you. And then honoring that. And the more you honor yourself, the more you're true to yourself and the more you accept yourself. And I think self-acceptance is probably the biggest gift we can give ourselves, no matter what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, it brings me to your work, right? You've got a book called turning your light on or turn your light on and um, people can get that on Amazon. We're going to put that link in the, in the show notes for you as well, but you can look for that already on Amazon. And I'm sure it's floating around on other online sites as well. Right. But it's called turn your light on. 
And, uh, and then you, you talk a lot about this uh, in the work that you do, and, and in particular, in your radically aligned academy. And I think we've covered a lot of that, incidentally, right, by how we've been mm -hmm. speaking, but I am going to encourage all of you to go and check out not only Deidre's book, but also um, the work that she's doing, right? Because this, this really is the year of alignment. Like all of us are turned on, of course, because you wouldn't have found your way to this podcast unless you're awake and, and aware and so on. But um, this is the year of alignment and those micro adjustments, right? This is the mastery, right? Mm -hmm. When we're, when we're getting to this level of mastery, it's, it's all those little micro tweaks. It's not those, those big things necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, my book, Turn Your Light On, this is like a scratched up version of it. Um, but what I love about this book is it's a practical guide to waking up to who you are and making those tweaks in your life, because it doesn't matter how evolved we are, we may slip up in one or two areas. And you know, um, dis-ease is one of the first signs of being out of alignment and not listening to the soul. So I take you through different processes and tools and, and questions so that you can get clear on what is for you, what's not for you, and essentially to remove anything that's blocking you from being who you're meant to be in the world and showing up for your purpose. And so that's the work that I love to do. And um, we talk a little bit about spirituality, I talk about when I studied with the shaman and all the things, I have a lot of personal stories in there, but I had a vision years ago, it was probably like six years ago, I had a vision of looking down on the world and turning people's lights on. And in that moment, I was like, oh, this is like the work that I'm supposed to do. I didn't know exactly what it was yet. And then I saw other planetary leaders doing the same with their own magic. And, and to me, it's, um, it feels like really important work for myself. And also, yeah, it's, it's a journey I've been on and I had to figure it out and, you know, learn a lot of things the hard way. And, and um, so this guide is, is a really powerful tool if you're looking for more resources to support you. Yay. Thank you. So what's the best way? Again, we're going to put this in the show notes, but what's the best way for people to connect with you on the socials? Where are you hanging out the most? Where am I hanging out the most? I'm on Instagram. So it's I am Deidre Suriani on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook and I'm not really on TikTok or those other things. So find me on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. I wish like I'll be uploading things to TikTok for sure. But I, the last thing I want is to be consuming even more, even though there's tons of amazing things I'm sure on there, right? I'm on operation, like minimize the amount of input into my field. I'm not trying to be all things to all people. And I get that for some people, that's their strategy to be omnipresent and beyond literally every possible uh, social channel, I guess you could say, right? But um there's some of them I'm just like, and it, and it requires me to be on my phone. Some of them you can only have the app on your phone. And I really don't do anything on my phone. Like, even if, you know, that meme that says, you know, if you text me and I text you right back and the, and the moment I text you right back, you call me, I'm calling the police. Like I'm that person. <laughs> I'm like, don't call me. I don't, I don't need to be on the phone all the time. My mom will text me and be like, when can I book a call with you? Cause she wants to, and I'm like, well, this is exactly why, because you're constantly pulling on my energy and constantly wanting to chat and, and not chatting, right. Literally just being a journalist and telling me the gas prices, what they had for dinner, what she got on her golf score, like just very surface level things. Right. And for me, I'm like, I talk to her, don't get me wrong, but it, it's, um, it's a lot. But anyways, I laughed when you, when you said that, because yeah, at some point I think we have to draw a line about 
going, okay, where, where does it feel aligned for me to be? Where am I being called? And that's like what you were talking before, right? On the social media channels, like just because everyone's doing it, if it doesn't feel aligned for you, then, you know, can we just honor that? How mm -hmm. do we want to schedule our time? Where do we want to be living? You know, all of those kind of things. So it should be an interesting year. I definitely think we should do this again. And, uh, maybe mid-year because I'm sure by then some things will have transpired <laughs> that we can unpack It'd be like refer to show notes on such and such a date when we were talking about here's the transcription we predicted this I'm just kidding yeah, <laughs> awesome well thank you for being here I so appreciate you bringing your energy and your wisdom to the show and thanks to all of you for being here we appreciate uh, you being here as well. And we'd love to hear how this landed with you and uh, what you'd like to contribute to the conversation, what you'd like to ask. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.ca and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there. You'll become a VIP recipient of my ever popular daily messages from the Akasha delivered to your inbox each day. With love and namaste.